Night Podcast. To magically disappoint your parents. Dang, you're just getting much, much better at I that. I watched Mama Mia last night, oh. <laughs> so I'm in that mood. It's, it really does get you into a mood. It so, um, well, before we, oh, we bring in our special guests, we're doing a little bit of letting you know what's going on with Bruja Baddies. Mm-hmm. Just want to say thank you to everyone who's downloaded thank so far. so much. We see you. We hear you. We would like to hear even more of you. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, subscribe. Uh, you know, drop a comment or a DM, you know, slide into them. I, I would really love to know what's, uh, what's the deal with you, with me, what, what, do, what do we call ourselves? Um, so, um, to wrap up that seduction of our, of our episode, um, I just, I just want to congratulate Rose. She just went through graduation. She's, um, moving on up in the world of the undergrad life, of the underground undergrad life. Um, so you just recently went to graduation. Yeah. <laughs> I like that there's a lot to say in your response. We'll have a, we can have an episode about that. Or, or like just, you know, a quote unquote Asian events in general. Yes. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow podcasters listening, please don't take that episode we, from us. Don't, we, like, I will call you out. <laughs> I will get on my Instagram to say something at me, but bink a bitch. Okay. Uh, and also we've, we've been busy not only like kind of promoting, but speaking at rallies or infiltrating rallies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Rose, can you share where we were at uh, oh, okay. a few days ago? We were at an APIME event um, for... What's it uh, stand for? Asian Pacific Islander Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern. It's a lot of. It's a lot. I know. Of like I, I think that's what's really cool about it was like you know the incorporation of Middle Eastern yes. as well, but also like I don't know like. It didn't feel like there was much assertion to that. Right, you right. Know what it I mean? was more in solidarity, which we love. And thank you, uh, Zarina, who put that together. Very much. Thank you, Zarina. I loved the. I loved it. I loved the event. And we love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I really appreciate everyone who helped put that together. And I, I appreciate being able to have being able to be one of the speakers. Yeah. I, I did. I really mean it when I said I did not think I was going to speak. Yes. Oh. So we're thankful for everyone we met that day. Now to the best part of the show. Is when we bring on a guest. That's our special sound effects, courtesy of this table. (laughs) We're bringing on Tiff. What's up, Tiff? Hi, my name's Tiffany. Um, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. This is so awesome. Um, I do a lot of things, but a lot of people know me for um, my cafe. Um, I own Tiabi Coffee and Waffle, and I recently opened the Jolt Coffee Co. at the center. Um, So, super excited and super happy to be here. Look at this woman of color business doing shit. You know. (laughs) Get your macchiato. I love that. Yes. I always get that. It definitely wakes you up. Um, So, Tiff, you know... We all know you in the community as this awesome business person. I know you on a different level, um, but I want you to share with everyone uh, as you unveil or pull back the veil who Tiff is. Who I am. Um, I am a lot of things. Um, are we talking in terms of like 
my nationality? Yeah, everything. Okay. Everything. Just everything. I'm a lot of things, but <laughs> <laughs> I basically identify as TIFF. Um, I really don't like labels. I don't like people kind of like blanketing me and thinking, oh, I'm mm-hmm. blanket Asian mm-hmm. or I'm an Islander or, you know, I'm a woman. I'm whatever. You know, I'm Tiffany um, and I just do what I do. I don't really <laughs> like, you know, I'm a lot of things. Um, you know, I believe like I believe... I mean, I don't know. I don't know where to begin with myself. Okay, so (laughs) this, you know, TIFF does a lot in the community. And so, like, you know, in something that we have in common when we do a lot, it's hard to, like, really center or downsize all the things that we do. Um, Me and TIFF, you know, we share the common identity of growing up in Guam. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely identify with growing up in Guam. Growing up on an island is just, like, such a unique experience. Um, I recently was having coffee yesterday with one of my friends, and she's like, oh, I think I might moved to um, Florida, but you know, they have hurricanes. I'm like, girl, I'm say gators. Girl. I'm like, you got hurricanes, you don't got any problems. Yeah. I'm like, step number one, listen to the officials, okay? Yeah. When they say get out, get the hell out, okay? Number two, supplies. Yeah, that closet mm-hmm. with your batteries, your water, your propane, whatever you need to get through. Have your little backpack with all your keepsakes, and then that's it. You just go. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. um, growing up on Guam, I huge, I'm like, it's such a big identity for me because it's such a different way to grow up. Like, I always tell everyone, I grew up in like a southern, the southern village of Talafofo slash Jonya. So, like, I went back and forth in the two. And, um, you know, growing up in a place where there's only 5,000 people mm-hmm. is just very different than growing up in, like, a big city like Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of people ask me, like, you know, because I own a cafe, like, where do I get my cooking skills and all that? Did I go to culinary school? I'm like, no, I actually, um, there's no restaurants around me where I grew up. So pretty much playing in the kitchen, doing stuff in cookbooks, learning about food just became like a passion that was sprung out of necessity. And, um, you know, plus my mom was like, we're not eating out. You're staying at home. You're doing homework. You're all these things. (laughs) And I'm like, fine. Um, But yeah, so like, I definitely identify with being from Guam. I identify with being a Pacific Islander. I identify, you know, also with being Filipinos because my grandfather, um, you know, is from the Philippines and he had family in Manila. And we went from like Manila, Mindanao, Manila, Guam, and then like, you know, but it was so confusing because like growing up, like, you know, it's like, do I learn Chamorro, which is the native language of Guam? Mm -hmm. Do I learn Philippine or sorry, Tagalog, Mm -hmm. you know, and while everyone's just speaking English and then, you know, Wow, that's it really, such a reality yeah. with language. Yeah, like, and then my grandparents literally, um, on my dad's side, my grandparents were literally say one sentence in like four languages because they knew Spanish too. So it's like Tagalog, Chamorro, English, Spanish, and I'm just like, what? What an identity crisis! Most of like universe yeah. gift, like <laughs> you know, what's it like to grow up? Kind of, you're multi-ethnic, yeah. right? So like, yeah. how? What's it like to grow up like that? Well, I mean, okay. So being in, growing up in a place like Guam, where there's a lot of full-blooded people, you're you have full-blooded mm-hmm. Filipinos, full-blooded Chamorros, and then like to be multi-ethnic, it was like, believe it or not, I felt I was like the minority mm, all the time. Wow. So like, I grew up in a place that shit, I like where I felt like I was the minority. 
minority because I was like multicultured. And then at the same token, um, when I was born in Guam, but then my parents moved me to the States for like five, six years. So then I learned a lot of stateside things at a young age. Mm. And then I went back to Guam and then, you know, they kind of considered me as like, a little bit of like a white person. Oh, you know, wow. Even is... though when you look at me, I'm like not a white person. But then <laughs> I totally talk like a valley girl. Yeah. It just came it's from watching. It's the association of Americanness. That yeah. is yeah. thing. That's really though. interesting. Yeah. Like you're, you know, like we talk about intersectionality that you're so many things, but for you, it's like seasons of your life, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. You know, that's really how I would say it is because it really is seasons of my life and I'm just like a culmination of things. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, the great part is like you have the diversity, right? Mm-hmm. But then the other thing is like, you know, as far as like an identity, sometimes I'm caught in a crosshair because I'm not full tomorrow yeah. and a lot and full blooded tomorrows, so you know, you're like not tomorrow. It's like, oh, it's a little different. And then I'm a little, I'm like a quarter Filipino. And then like I'm a quarter, um, you know, white. But it's kind of like my my grandmother's from Louisiana. And then their, her direct descendants are from France. So it's like uh-huh. I'm like a French mix. Wow. Mix, so just, just hearing yeah. you right now, I'm, I'm really curious. So from what you're telling us, <clears throat> sorry, my fault. <laughs> Um, you have like these moments, like you said, a crosshair, like mm-hmm. when you're in your crosshairs and it's just like, do you feel there are moments when you have to be one or the other? Oh, totally. Totally. Oh my gosh. Can you share one experience with us? Oh yeah. God. So like, okay. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. So I'll tell the one that I told you. Oh, I love this story. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a quarter Filipino, but I also do, um, We've established that. I like to repeat myself, guys, just so you know, all the time. It's more for me, not for you. You're smarter than me. But anyways, um, I do dragon boat racing, and um, there's all kinds of teams. And the Filipino, the Philippines team, they're crazy. Like the Philippine Alliance. And by crazy, what I say crazy, they're obsessed with dragon boating. And they're very much like, you know, fast, high energy. I'm so sorry. I don't know what dragon boating is. Oh, okay. Can you explain that for me? Yeah. So if you guys don't know what dragon boat racing is, um, you know, I'll give you a little history. Pretty much, um, it's a traditional, um, like, boat race from China. And then there's dragons on the edge of edge of the boat and then there is a drummer and the drummer like you know I don't know if you can hear this but the drummer will like go in sync with the paddle oh, so you're damn. like digging with the paddle and you're going that's so you know? amazing so it's intense. oh my god and then you do races um, and there's about 20 people on the boat 20 people and then um, yeah so like you're on each side so you have like a bench mate and then you're going on the boat um, but Pretty much what was happening. So, like, that's dragon boating. And okay. it's actually, it's pretty big on the West Coast. Um, yeah, it's pretty big on the West Coast. I live Coast. under a rock. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> so back to that story. Yeah, back, back to, to that story. story. <laughs> so, I was, like, a month and a half into dragon boating. And um, my friend calls me up, and she's just like, um, how much, you know, like, you're Filipino, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm Filipino. And then um, she's just like, how much? And I'm like, a quarter. And she's like, okay, that's cool, because we need someone on the Philippine Alliance. So, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, what? And then, <laughs> <Love> <laughs> and then like, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. I'm totally down. My first race ever. So I didn't know what I was up against, right? And so <laughs> I get on the freaking boat. And I, like, I meet everyone and whatever. First of all, people from the actual Philippines flew to Vegas for this race. So they're talking straight to Tagalog. And I'm just like, 
I'm just like, oh my I god. Do, and I'm like, I keep on edge. I'm like, what are you saying? And then I'm just like, you can't even English. I was the only person who didn't know. Wow. Tagalog. In that whole thing. See, what I do in those yeah. situations, I nod my head. Yeah. And then I'm just like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> no, I pretty much waited for the roster and I was like, where am I? Okay. Yeah. I was like, okay. Who speaks yeah. English here? There was maybe, I found out, um, like, a couple more spoke Tagalog. Mm-hmm. And then I actually found out that um, two more people were actually from Guam, which was really cool. Cause, and they went to school with my aunt. So Small world. I small love the small world, world that we small live world. in. Um, but anywho, so like I didn't know who, like what they were saying. I was expected to know what they were saying. Mm. There's a lot of like um, Filipino jokes that I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to laugh right now. <laughs> <You're> like, <"I'm laughs> <just> like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, so you know, funny. I'm just laughing. <laughs> yeah. And then like some of their calls were in Tagalog. Oh, um, and okay. when you're on the boat and you're racing and you're hearing for like the call of the coach, like you're just like, what is, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. But I mean, props to them because they're beasts. Uh, they won first place. They won gold. They were like amazing. They're well just deserved. plowing through the water. Like these women are just amazing. So I was really honored to be on that team. I just want to say that. But that was my experience for not knowing Tagalog and yeah. just being there because I was a quarter Filipino. <laughs> so my next question is, yeah. how does um, culture kind of play into the infrastructure of how you do business? Because I feel it when I come in. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't want to like speak for you. So how yeah. do you? How do you? I see you. Imp- it's an interesting question. Um, well, I definitely like. I would say um, culture definitely comes into play because the way I manage my employees is very relaxed. It's um, so unique. It's very intimate. Um, I like them to feel like they're in a trusting environment, um, you know, because I feel like they function better, um, you know. And then I. I like I would say like I'm a little firm and I think I get that from being Filipino because my mm. grandpa was hardcore. Mm. He was a hardcore businessman like and he was like cutthroat too. So sometimes I can be that way and I feel like I I'm, I'm like that when I need to be, but for the most part like I like people to feel comfortable. I like it to be like a family. I like us, you know, my employees actually say like my Tiabi family. Like they actually say That's like wonderful. you know, we're like you know, okay, like this is what's happening with Tiabi family, you know, or like Jolt family and stuff mm. like that. And everyone just kind of um, comes together like that. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with being intimate in like a work environment or a work setting. Um, you know, and I believe in just being honest. I can't, you know, and I think that comes like that honest and earnest nature and just being willing to trust each other. I think that definitely comes from my culture because yeah, you're in business. Yeah. You're there to like kill it, crush it, get Mm -hmm. those numbers, get that money. Right. But (laughs) at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, you have to kind of decide what you want your business to be about. And, you know, I want it to be, I always wanted it to be that way. You know, Mm -hmm. like we're all in this together. We're all doing something together. And like, I think that that definitely comes from the culture, you know, like just acknowledging customers, that come in um you know making sure people are like welcome like when I train them I'm always like this is like your house I was like are you gonna invite someone in your house like this you know like think about it you know like are you gonna let someone get this in your house like you know just you know that's that's true because when you try to like parallel those with like American businesses or U.S. American businesses and like how they stratify those Mm -hmm. lines of like no intimacy in the workplace like you know like in a sense those make like it makes sense. like interpersonal yeah. relationships interpersonal relationships and how you build those and like and at times when I'm working in like because I work in one of those right now you know like a U.S. based business and it's just like 
it feels very like efficiency driven mm. like cut these ties and like I'm I'm locked in a cubicle all day long and I don't mm-hmm. interact with anyone but I have to hear the bullshit of everyone else in the world so that's so yeah. true and you know as a patron of Tiabi before we even went on the air today um Tiff already identified Rose just by like noticing that, that she's a patron and for me like you yeah, can all see, you can see all the visibility <laughs> I do watch Rose eat I do I know where she that's sits. how intense Tiabi is yeah. Corner. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we, we we care about everyone that walks through the door, you know, and we try and like remember like everyone who does because it's like what we do is like a representation of who we are. And I feel like that kind of like um, you know, honor and respect for each other definitely comes from culture, you know, because like I always tell even my employees, I was like, look, I want you to stay here forever, but I want Tiabi to be like your catalyst to doing what you really want to do in life. If that need be you know like and I was like but if you want to stay here forever you can like you know but Mm -hmm. it's like I want you know this experience to mean something to you I don't want this to just be like your bypass like Mm -hmm. I always tell people I'm like if you're just coming here to work then you're probably not going to work out like you have to in the long run yeah you have to be here because you want to be here you have to want to engage Mm -hmm. you have to want to be in the team otherwise you will naturally be weeded out because like yeah, that's I really fair. Love the vibe there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, there's a visibility that um, of Tiff's identity all over the place. Like, you know, Tiabi does stand for oh, to inspire and be inspired. So yeah, so. it's it's it really follows that philosophy and Jolt, mm-hmm. the new location, yeah. which is located. Um, the Jolt is located at the LGBTQ Center downtown. Um, Jolt stands for Jump on the Love Train. So it's kind of like a pay it forward philosophy again, um, you know, but definitely like um, harmonious, like core values as Tiabi, I would say. So something really interesting that not a lot of people know about Tiff is, you know, we talk about food and how she grew up with it in family, but Tiff started out as a journalism major. Oh, yeah. Tell yeah. us about that. <laughs> I'm really good like, so why were you before all of this like amazing like coffee shop owner stuff so like i went to unlv i graduated in 08 um and i was a journalism major and well i see what i mean by i repeat stuff all the time i just do like maybe it's because i was journalism i feel the need to commercial break let me just state everything that was just said but anyways um so I was broadcast, and then I was PR, and then um, broadcast, PR, public relations, and then, yeah, I was those two. But I think I, I graduated with a broadcast major. But then I was also um, an entertainment marketing minor. I just did that for all the free tickets. <laughs> you know, like, That's a good yeah, tip all to you undergrads. Yeah, I was like free tickets. You know, the professor was really hot. Um, You know, I had these free classes, and I was like, "Yeah, minoring." Got that hot pepper. So you were also a barista while doing all this studying. Yeah, I was a barista while I was doing the journalism major. So I had that love for coffee, even though I didn't even drink coffee till I was twenty-one. It was whoa. I drank alcohol before I drank coffee. Damn, not a bad life choice. Yeah, but um, I really like. Yeah, I was a barista while I was a journalism major. And then what really happened was I graduated during recession. Yeah, recession days. Oh, God. You can't be too. Yeah, right, right? So, like, when I graduated during recession, there was absolutely no jobs. I did two internships. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, two. I was uh, internshiped at a broadcasting company, and then I internshiped at R&R Partners. It's an advertising Mm -hmm. firm. And um, they were like, when I graduated, they were cutting 
they're cutting everyone. So it's like oh. my job, like uh, my old mentors were doing multiple jobs. And literally when I walked into my broadcasting internship, it was like in the movies. Like we just walked in and then they're like, I'm like, where's everyone going? Where's all, why are there all these boxes? And they're like, we're cut. The whole wow. like wing is cut. So what happened? I ended up doing photography and then I just didn't really like being a wedding photographer. And then I, or, and I did photography on the strip and then I just, I was like, you know what? I found a lot of gratification from working with customers and coffee and that cafe environment. And I was like, I just wanted to work to back towards that. And then, you know, me and May, we worked together, my old business partner, we worked on together on it for about a year. And then we we're just like, oh, well, we don't have anything else we're doing. Let's just do this. And trust me, we crashed and burned many times. That's fair. Thank you for making that transparent about like yeah. taking an entrepreneurial risk and um, and, you know, I see all these other skills playing upon your life. Mm-hmm. You're really good at social media. Mm-hmm. You're really good at taking photos for your company. Like all those things, all those skills you have, even if you went a different path. And yeah. it really t- uh, speaks multitudes, especially like coming from like our community mm-hmm. and then like going on along all these different trajectories, mm-hmm. you know, and then fi- finding your passion and finding what you really love and like, s- like getting to be centered around that. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if you're messing up and if you find yourself not happy, it's almost the best place to be because when you're not happy with where you are, what you're doing, whoever you're with, whatever, it's like, you know, that's when you have that little voice inside you that's just like, hey, we don't really want to, you need to figure something else out, you know, or like, let's take a different road. And, you know, like if I could tell anyone anything, just don't be scared to take it because you're never going to really find what really gets you going, you know, like, okay, you said we could be... However, okay, this is how much of a nerd I am. I was watching coffee roasting videos, and this guy did a coffee roast roasting video to um, a Coldplay song, um, I Want Something Just Like This, right? And, like, the coffee was turning, and then it got, like, darker and darker, and I was like, I don't know why, but I'm really turned on right now. (laughs) I'm so We're all nerdy about something. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, the aroma must be so great. I need to be close to that roaster and watch those freaking coffee beans. Okay, that's me watching cutting soap videos on Snapchat. I love that too. I was like, God damn, do it again! Especially when that that one lady eats the pickle and it's like, it's like I don't know why, but it gets me going. More pickles. More. So, as we're soon to wrap up the podcast, what's some What's your overall dream for your community? And that's like saying your community within the Philam or within the Pacific Islander and the Las Vegas community. What's your overall dream for the community? I would say my overall dream for the community is to continue to enrich our culture in traditional ways because I'm a big fan of tradition. Um, so anything traditional, I'm really all about. But at the same token, like with that tradition and with old school values, I really embrace like a new way of thinking because um, one thing that I do know, especially about our culture, is that some people, um, you know, in like the Filipino culture, do have that like blanket over them where they feel um what what's the word i'm looking for kind of like 
you know, like they have to do. Oh, like expectations? Expectations. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. Like the expectations of elders um, can drive people to go crazy. Like, that's true. And I read some journal articles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's like, true. that's one thing, like, I would really like to, you know, like, especially like the baby boomer generation, I feel like they're still young enough. And smart enough to recognize that change is essential and we shouldn't pass on those kind of like family um, weights and expectations on, you know, like the new, the younger generations. And like that kind of like goes hand in hand. Like I love tradition and I love family values. I love, you know, ethical, you know, moral, all those good, healthy things about being from a great culture, like being, Mm -hmm. you know. I love but then it's like I just see so many and I have a lot of younger employees so mm-hmm. like I just see so many where they have like the weight of the world on them yeah that's and, real talk you know they have the weight of the world on them <laughs> and they are just like my dad's coming down on me my mom's coming down on me I can't be this you know like I had oh. one employee I love you Jessica um <laughs> she was like I'm gonna go to school and I'm gonna be a nurse I'm gonna do all these things you know and then she's just like valedictorian smart top of her class, all, you know, the wonderful things. And a couple years later, she's like, Tiff, I really want to be an actress. And I'm just like, hey. I'm like, (laughs) okay. And then I'm just like, how long did you think about this? Has this really been, like, the calling to you? And I'm just like, and then she's like, yeah, like, I want to do this. And I'm like, so you're willing to, like, struggle, you know, all these things. And and I was like, you know what? I really think you could do it. I was like, you got the heart, you know. You're not in it for, like, the money, you know, because if you're in it for the money, you're going to fail. Like, you know, you have (laughs) to be in it for the heart. And I was like, props to you for breaking that barrier, like, in your own, like, family because you know like when you're trying to fulfill the expectations of like your parents I mean I used to do it too I used to be like I have to be this I have to you know go this direction I have to make these decisions and I like believe it or not I haven't let I let that go maybe a couple years ago how does like, it feel? Oh, it's liberating. It's so liberating. You know, but Man, it, does, that were me. it does take a long time <laughs> to yes, get there. You know, but it's like the thing that, I mean, I appreciate my family for is, the, you know, it's almost like the more honest and open I am, the more reactive they are. Whoa, so it's that's like, real. So it's like, it also, takes, it also really takes you to be open and 100% yeah. genuine. But at the same token, you're not really going to know that unless you fuck up. Yeah, that's real. You need to fuck up. And that's what I really love about yeah. Tim's story. Yeah. Like, not the fuck. Like, you're like, fuck it up. No, no, no. It's more like you have all these, mo- like, yeah. the, like, we talk about being very multifaceted within the community. And it's, like, also, like, in a way, like, your story gives truth to that. It also highlights that part because you are working with, like, these identities mm-hmm. that at times conflict with one another. Mm-hmm. And you have these experiences, different career tra- trajectories that, like, really open that up even further and your mm-hmm. identity playing a role and I really yeah. I'm so grateful for yeah. you like mm-hmm. bringing your story to Bruja Baddies yay really. you're definitely I'm, I'm so magical I'm so glad to be here yeah. I'm so glad to be with you magical lady thank you for, <laughs> and thank you for sharing your magic you know? and yes. like you know giving you really give off a parental <laughs> vibe that a lot of um a lot of us need in our community. I feel like she's like my ate. Yeah. Uh-huh. I get called ate. Yeah. <laughs> At work, they call me mom. Like, yeah. I'm not even joking. They're like, mom, <laughs> mom, I need this. And I'm like, what do you need? What? Yeah, that's cool. It's not like you know? it's not cuddling. It's like is firm. You know, you're treating everyone as adults. And so yeah. I'm so thankful. And you really dropped a lot of 
awesome wisdom. Some knowledge. Yeah. So we just want to thank you from our Panay podcast. Anything you want to leave thank our you. viewers to know? Um, viewers, I mean listeners. Dang. I know. We're living in the future. I mean, they look at something, right? I hope you're looking at like the road. Be safe, please. Dude, I don't know how many times I've gotten lost listening to podcasts. And I'm just like, where, where am I? Oh, yeah. You know, like, because I love podcasts. Um, if anything, what I would say is that, you know, like, as much as I identify with being a Filipino, being Chamorro, you know, being with, like, my, you know, like, my French background, mm-hmm. like, I would say the biggest thing is identify in yourself because those are the, you pull your gifts, pull your qualities that are great about you because that's what everyone needs to see. And everyone has them, you know, and it's okay to be a late bloomer. 100% okay. You know, it's 100% okay. Do things at your own time. Don't, it doesn't matter, like, if people are pressuring you and saying you need to be somewhere in life and all that, you know, like, just go at your own rate because if you're not happy with yourself, then that's when, and you start, you know, like, putting your happiness on the back burner. That's but to cry. <laughs> I'm just saying that's when you start making the wrong choices and that's when that's you, you you know you so just just honor yourself, honor your heritage and just make it a be a, a beautiful beautiful part of who you are. You know, be a, embrace being a Filipino, you know, and love it. You know, because you know it's one thing I love about being a Filipino. Filipinos laugh all the time. We love, love all the time and we eat Hella good. No scraps. <laughs> That's Thank a new you. model. <laughs> All, All right. This is Jean uh, signing off. And Rose signing off. This is Brewpop Baddies. <laughs> we're like, we're so high on life right now. I know. We can't even take it. Like, what? Well, we're going to continue to be a Panay podcast. That. And that, that, what, that? That. <laughs> I continue to disappoint our parents and I continue to disappoint you. <laughs>